Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Thirsty, thirsty, Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Broadcasting live from the warehouse. You know, it's quite loud when you do that. 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll uh, blow your mind here at the warehouse. Come on by and see us. We know there's a little construction out there on 3rd West, uh, but uh, we assure you that uh, they will make it worth your while to uh, just be a little bit patient and come on by to the warehouse as... uh, as I always say, price is so low to blow your mind. Austin Horton producing today back at our Carrier Zone studios at Vivint Arena. But, Gordon, how are you today? You're, you've got your headset on now. I do. Uh, sorry, I did that as quietly as I can. But, uh, well, you know, it is a mic- microphone. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. So anyway, I'm having a good day. I've been really busy today. Uh, as you know, some days are just busier than others, and I'm sure all our listeners can relate to that. Pounding out a long column? Uh, just just a bunch of stuff. And uh, But anyway, uh, good day. Um, good day, yeah. How, has Aaron learned the, the lesson yet? What lesson is that? You don't try to uh, cut columns to fit? Oh, Oh, no, that's that's not a problem. No, I, okay, so he knows. No, I mean, that that hasn't been a problem for a long time. Because? We got that taken Because they of. know. <laughs> every once in a while, every once in a while, you got to make it fit, but... Uh, Oh man, Aaron Falk, of course, is uh, is Gordon's new editor at the Salt Lake Tribune, and uh, we've known Aaron for a long, long time. He was a writer there at the Trib. He worked uh, uh, as a writer for the Jazz for uh, several years. Gordon, and uh, he's a good dude. So yeah, very, uh, very talented guy, and Aaron. knows how things are done. <laughs> there is no way no. that things are done. Stop it! Jeez. Just like I know how things are done at your house. Mm, he knows. He he knows. So anyway, that's how I was asking. It's good to see yeah, you. Yeah, it's good to be here. How about you? Uh, uh, yeah, you know. Are you excited about the start of the Olympics? Not really. <laughs> not at all? No, I, I mean. You're not an opening ceremonies guy. You don't like that. Although, like we said, this time around, it's going to be kind of weird. It's going to be weird. Um, here's my level of interest in in the olympics and i've got to got to admit i actually am one of the few people that that prefer the winter olympics to the summer olympics maybe it's being a part of it no too but i even liked them more before that or you know growing you up really here like, you like the winter olympics better in the yeah. summer yeah 
I, I bet you're in the in the minority. No, admittedly so. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm more of uh, on in the evening when I'm at home. You know, I don't mind the tape delay because I kind of like it just on, and I'll keep an eye on it. And if there's a big event, I'll make sure to tune in for it. But I'm more of a casual Olympics uh, consumer. I suppose. Yeah. I mean, you're not you're religiously running home and getting. Have like a medals TV. count up in my living room, you know. No. That's some I get it. Too. Some people are though. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I they're, understand they're why nationalistic people... in their approach. Uh, going to root, root for the American, even if the American is a complete jerk, and the Norwegian guy may be, you know, uh, the nicest man on the planet or woman on the. Well, planet. they're. I mean, all they're all doping. I mean. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's your jumping off point right yeah, there. Yeah, they're they're probably all doping in in some way shape or form. Um but uh so so excitement, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll tune in a little bit. I I like the Olympics, but yeah, I'm not I'm not a passionate Olympian. I mean, there's a reason that we only pay attention to these sports once every 4 years, you know. Yeah, but you're never really watching it because it's all that entertaining. Well, I mean, but that's uh, what makes it entertaining is the gravity of the event. And so, you know, the work that goes, you know, might not know it intimately, but you know, the work that these athletes are putting in. This is their big moment on an international stage to do something that they'll never forget and to make a bunch of money because what they say, didn't they used to say that a gold medal was worth like millions of dollars or something? Sure. Change their lives. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know whether that's true in all events, but, but the thing is, I mean, there's a reason that it's the only time that you would ever consider watching rowing. I, I see what you're saying there, Jake, but, but it's true for, it's true for a lot of sports that, we we watch more when the stakes are higher. Uh, okay. More people watch the Super Bowl than watch week two of the NFL season. No, I hear you, but you're you're for the love of the sport guy, and you know I'm, I, I, I I'm, act- I'm for a love of the I do love the competition, but see, I, yeah, you don't love can, it that much. Competition can be, I do, or you'd keep consuming it afterwards. Not necessarily. No, because the competition in under those bright lights makes a difference. And you're an entertainment guy. I'm I'm a competition guy. And so Well, I am honest with myself and As am I. Okay. I mean I, I like the Olympics. I I don't necessarily like the structure of the Olympics. And all uh, the hoity-toity folks involved in it, I suppose maybe that has ratcheted down a bit uh, over the past couple of decades. Has it, or have people just kind of stopped paying attention to it? <laughs> yeah, like it, the the scandal had its moment in the sun, and then everybody were like, "Okay, well that was fun for a while. Now let's, <laughs> that- you know, Juan Antonio Samaralsh is gone." <laughs> Uh, so everything's fine. But yet somehow Rio de Janeiro gets the summer games when it has absolutely zero business getting the summer games. It's no facilities whatsoever. Isn't it, isn't it ironic that or just kind of weird that the, the one time that people were really stressing the integrity of the process was when Salt Lake got the games? Right. Because Salt Lake was not... Um... I don't know. What Clandestine was, enough? Uh, Salt Lake was better at it than everybody else, and so they got it. 
Well, they got caught doing it, though. Well, yeah, that, that was that. But I don't know how hard folks were looking for it. It's one of those things that... Well, they're not looking for it again, because... You think they just now it's just a turn of a blind eye, kind of like college recruiting? Beijing gets the Olympics like seven times in the next 20 years. What a surprise. (laughs) Yeah. I remember uh, as a young person driving through, I believe it was Aspen, because didn't Aspen have the Olympics like back in the 1920s or something? No, you're probably thinking of Tahoe. I, well, it was somewhere where I was. Tahoe hosted the Olympics. I don't think Aspen did. I have to look that up. But anyway, uh, I was fascinated by by it back then because I, looking at it from a historical perspective, you know, the Olympics from way back in the day when you had naked uh, men wrestling each other and all that. When was that? Huh? I, I I'm not hearing your naked guys talk. Like, was I'm, that, like, is that like two thousand years? When did the Olympics originate? Uh, I don't know. Uh, no, Aspen's never hosted. Okay, uh, games. The the, the the Olympics originate uh, back. Uh, you know, back in the day. Uh, Wait, I don't back. Know. I'm not talking about the, like, like, No, no, I'm not talking about the modern incarnation in 1890. Uh, I'm, I'm no, talking. like you're like 19 uh, like 75. No, it was like a thousand years ago or so, wasn't it? More? Well, the original Olympics in Greece. Google it. I don't know. Oh, when Zeus won and became God. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But I've been to the stadium, the Olympic stadium, where they were restarted in the 1890s. That that was kind of a fun place to go. Not, Not surprised. So it was, yeah. I remember walking through there thinking, wow, this is where... This is where it all got jump-started again. Pretty cool. I, I rarely meet people who like the Winter Olympics better than the Summer Olympics, Jake. Uh, I, I grew up skiing, Gordon, and I don't know. Did you, were you, did you grow up a Franz Klammer fan? Is that, uh, you know? I have no idea who that is. <laughs> Before your day. <laughs> no, I, like I, my formidable years are like the... Tommy Moe and Peekaboo Streets of the World were out there making headlines? Yeah, I was about 55 when that happened. But uh, I, I remember watching the Winter Olympics on a newfangled thing called a color TV. Wow. And, it, and, it, and the snow was blue. The oh. snow was usually blue because they hadn't quite perfected the, you know, the proper the, the white colorization or whatever. But yeah, fascinating. I, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I remember watching Jean Claude Kelly at uh, where was that Grenoble, France, uh, when those uh, skiing events going way back. So I, you know, yeah. Why I would anybody it. possibly care about this? Uh, I mean, why would we care about? That this? wasn't me live for the record, although. I was thinking something similar. Yeah, yeah. Is, is Austin one of those guys who doesn't care about anything that happened before he was born? No, I just don't think I really need to go. We need to go into the entire history of yeah. the Olympics. I'm not going through the whole. I'm just talking about certain moments. Uh, and when color TV came I, around. I don't and, think it's it's about what Austin's not interested in. I think it's what he is interested in, and that's a good show. 
Oh, you know, a good, uh, right. a good right. radio I'm a, product. I'm ready to take this <laughs> headset and throw it on the ground because, and walk off this show right now. Because because what I'm talking about isn't interesting. It's interesting to people it, who remember it, it. Okay, yeah. Like in a in a you know, I, I don't tune in to Comedy Central for PBS kind of way. You know. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, you get I, just thought, I thought it might be of interest to some of our listeners to reflect back upon the historical path of the Olympics. Okay. That's all. And we did that. It was great. We did. And that, I, mean, I agree. That you was guys, according to your way of thinking, or Austin's way of thinking, you think the miracle on ice was somehow inconsequential. No. Just I mean, the advent of color TV. Uh, the miracle on ice was, was great. Yeah. I believe in miracles. Yes. You, you, when you went with Hans Klammer, whoever, that was the... Hans Klammer. Yeah. yeah, right. That was like 1980. That was the same year. That was, No, it wasn't the same year, but it was, it was in the same... I think Franz Klammer might have been 76. Should we... <laughs> or 70. I'm not sure. Should we start talking college football? If you would prefer. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm offended. <laughs> I am offended. Because I'm a student of history. And you guys d- dismiss it. And like I'm a radio producer. Somehow, and I'm saying move on. <laughs> All right, Austin, you better not start telling me what to do, or I'm going to really get mad. Then you're going to really dive into <laughs> oh, the boy. annals of skiing history. <laughs> I'm really going to get deep. I'm going to go back to 1956. This is like when uh, my mom would read us a story, and we and she'd stop after every line and tell us the history of that line. And the more we complained, the longer that explanation got. I remember the first time I went by the Memorial Coliseum in Los Angeles, and they had the 1932 games there. You know, and it just, it just struck me as a moment of sports history you've been to los angeles yeah took the harbor and went by there and got off there oh all right you guys win i guess it's not a competition (laughs) apparently it is california 405 is a mother it's actually the the 305 there is no 305 that i know of Guess you don't know. Don't. If you know, you know. I don't. The way you guys are looking at it, we shouldn't even talk about the 2002 Olympics because that's far in, in the history books. We can talk now. about it's, the Olympics. We just don't need to get into who won what event at what time of day. And we don't even we don't need to talk about the 02 Olympics. That's fine. Okay. That's all right. I'm just saying. That doesn't need to be a topic on the show. <laughs> Okay, well, it's weird that we would be talking about the 2020 Olympics in 2021. I have a funny... Why don't uh, they change the name <laughs> to 2021? That's what it is. I have a funny O2 uh, uh, Olympic story, if you want to hear it. I'm all ears, man. Okay. Oh, uh, so my buddy uh, was uh, picking up some extra hours at the all-night gas station downtown. <laughs> And no, it's now it's now gone. It was it was kind of by where the I think they leveled it for the new federal courthouse. Oh, okay. So like like there. So my buddy was working at the gas station overnights, like uh, you know whatever, because they're staying up because everybody's downtown. Well, the, remember Did the, the French ski team come in? Or no, something? no, no, no. The the Russian figure skaters, the the. 
pair. I think they there was some controversy, right, where the 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 judge like the gold was dismissed and oh the, yeah, and the French judge was doing weird things, right? Right, and so it I think it was. It was either they, the Russians, who were disqualified, or anyway, somewhat. But they, they were a notable uh, 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 duo at the Olympics, right? Uh-huh. So that night they, after— they walk in for a Hershey's bar? So, no, this is more funny. After that night, after they had their final skate or whatever, uh, they, were, they went out on the town, and they came into— my buddy's uh, gas station as he was, uh, as he was working. And they, you know what they bought? What? Two thirty packs of beer and a carton of cigarettes. <laughs> How did he know they were the uh, the Russian uh, skating he, pair? He, he doesn't live in a bubble. I mean, he. It's not like they were. He recognized they were them? wearing like fake mustaches. You know. He said <laughs> Groucho oh. Marx glasses. <laughs> he said, "You're Vladimir Polovsky." So uh, anyway, the the he he talked to you know some people that were with him or whatever, and they were talking about what they were doing that uh-huh. night. And the the whole thing is is that they have to they have to train for so long and be disciplined about their diet and their habits and all this so stuff. And this was the this was the night after it all culminated, right? <laughs> and so it was the it was the we're going to go out and break all the rules for a night because you know we we don't have to worry about training for at least twenty four so, so hours. So let me get this straight. These people wanted to break free, so they went to an all-night gas station yeah. in downtown Salt Lake. That's exactly what they did, and they bought uh, a lot of beer and a carton of cigarettes. <laughs> and you know what? It was even after uh, the, you're legally allowed to sell beer in Utah, and my buddy was like, you know what? It's, go, it's 5 o'clock, so more. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's no. 5 o'clock in Moscow. <laughs> so anyway, that's my funny O2 Olympic story for you. Uh, okay. All right. Did you wear a beret? No. No, I did not. Did you? I could see you doing no, that. No, I didn't do you, that. You buy into trends. You know who wore a beret? Alema Harrington. I see. I could see that. <laughs> yep. Yep. Could see that very easily. A lot of people were wearing berets back then. Oh, man. Should we move on? Oh, I feel like my story was more interesting than, than some skier from the 70s. Okay. I'm glad you see you congratulated yourself. Austin didn't butt in in the middle of your story and tell you nobody cares. No, he didn't. I wonder <laughs> why. <laughs> okay, uh, listen, we, we've had a very productive segment this far, I, I, uh, I realize. Uh, we're going to get into college football coming up. Um, we're going to talk about uh, what's going on with uh, with Texas and Oklahoma and our thoughts on, on that drama. And really, uh, Gordon, I, today I kind of want to look at the, the long term, the big picture, like what could happen and if that could potentially affect the football landscape here. Yeah, I'm all for disruption. I am all for disruption because disruption will hopefully move the thing in a more positive direction. So here's what else is coming up on the show today. At 3 o'clock, we're going to talk to Norma Gonzalez. Uh, Looking forward to talking to Norma. Uh, She covers BYU for the Salt Lake Tribune. We'll get her thoughts on the overall college football landscape, but also uh, what we can expect from the Cougs as camp is opening right around the corner. Uh, I'm sure you're going to ask Norma who the starting quarterback's going to be. And and she's going to have uh, a good guess. I like how, frankly, you usually put those types of questions to your cohorts at the Salt Lake Tribune. Well, they, they know as well as anyone. 
I know, but you enjoy it, you know. Who's going to start a quarterback? You know, kind of like like putting the screws to him. You know what I mean? You're just making stuff up over there. We're off to a rough start on this show. Can we start over? Can we have a do-over? Oh. Norman knows about that too, right, that, that you like to. I don't think I've ever put her on the spot. Okay. No, we're looking forward to having Norma on the but, show. But She'll be on with us at the top of the Think about this hour. for a second, Jake. Uh, camp's open in a little over a week. Yeah, that's we're awesome. Not, we're not that far it's away. It's here. Yep. Yeah. All right, so college football coming up next. We're live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West here in Salt Lake. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Joining us now, of course, our good friend Clayton. Clayton, what's going on, buddy? What's going on, Jake and Gordon? How are you guys doing? We're great. We're we're set up on a beautiful, and I mean beautiful sectional. Uh, and I'm looking at the boom price, and it's one thousand dollars off. So that's pretty <laughs> awesome. And, and I've just basically melted into it, Clayton. It's it's not bad at all. Well, you know, I always treat you guys. I always treat you guys right. If you're going to come to the warehouse, you got to be comfortable. Yeah, man. You know what you're doing. Well, listen, guys. To celebrate uh, Pioneer Day, and I don't know if it's me. But growing up, there was something special about Pioneer's Day that it's, I'm not going to say it tops the 4th of July because that's probably my favorite uh, holiday, actually, more than Christmas. I, I don't know. Something just, I love the 4th of July. I love the entire month of, of July being in Utah. You get, you get a two for one in July with the 4th and the 24th. Uh, we want to do something special and it's been crazy. Uh, it's been a crazy year. If you can remember the freeze in Texas. That affected our mattress industry like you can't believe. Most gel and most foam in the United States it comes from oil, which comes from Texas, which made prices skyrocket. Which It's just been hard to get foam and gel. And so mattresses have been so hard to get our hands on. But guess what? I went and I got it and brought it, as my dad would say. I got twin mattresses. Now, these are your, we got the basic twin mattress, and I even have the pillow top nice twin mattresses starting at 159 which is crazy. Most of our competitors are at, are at 199 We're at 159 We're 40 bucks cheaper uh, on those twin mattresses. I also got a special truck of new sofas and love seats, tons of different sizes, tons of different colors, fabrics, and styles. We've talked about it a lot, being a mom and shop, my dad being uh, prepared, being that Boy Scout, and making sure that we were prepared through the pandemic, that we have inventory. Come in, look at this stuff. Like I said, I just got in tons of new sofas and love seats, different colors, different sizes, and fabrics, starting at 539. Now listen, to all our listeners here on 1280 The Zone, we're going to do something special that we've never done. It's going to be today, Friday, and Saturday. I know it's weird. We're usually on Friday, but today we're on the air on Thursday. Today, Thursday, tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday, you come in and say, B-O-O-M, boom. You're going to say, my mom told me to tell you guys we're going to say 5%. I told her that's a joke. 10%. You come in and say, spell it out, B-O-O-M, boom. You save an automatic 10%. Wow. 
off already the lowest price that you're going to find anywhere. And Clayton, you mentioned truckload right there. While uh, folks up and down the street from uh, from us right now, you know who they are. Why they don't have any inventory? You're still bringing in trucks, brother. You got it here. That's right. Come and get it. Sit on it. Convince the wife and take it. Buy it today. And an, uh, an extra ten percent off by saying B O O M. Boom. Thanks, Clayton. Boom. All Take right. care, guys. See you, buddy. Okay, we'll uh, get into college football, what's going on, the landscape, the big picture. We'll have that convo coming up next right here on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Joined in studio now by Riley Jensen, football insider, former Aggie quarterback. I know how it works here, PK. You just go with whatever I say. You're kind of like the adversary. You don't really push against people. You just give them a nudge really, really far in the direction they're already going. So if I say you hate Utah State, you're like, oh, yeah, I can't stand those guys. <laughs> you're just like the adversary. Beelzebub in studio. DJ and Lucifer doesn't have the same ring. Sounds like a dangerous show, though. DJ and Lucifer. <laughs> yeah, doesn't have the same ring as DJ and PK. It actually, it actually doesn't runs. change the show at all. It feels exactly the same. I'm a devil. What can I tell you? (laughs) Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire, every day, with no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280. The Zone Band of the Day today is The Killers. It's brought to you by Live Nation uh, Concerts. For the latest tour news and artist insight, go to livenation.com. But it is the band of the day uh, for a reason, Gordon. The Killers, uh, they rose to fame in the early 2000s with the success of their single, Mr. Brightside. And this is a great song. They are bringing their rescheduled world tour to Vivid Arena August 30th, 2022. Tickets are on sale now. In fact, it started today. Uh, at uh, <clears throat> You can go online at uh, Vivid, uh, excuse me, VividSeats.com. That's Vivid Seats. Com. Uh, I never myself uh, fully dove into the killers, but uh, I got a lot of buddies that are super into the killers. Are they? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah well, they've uh, you know done pretty well for themselves. So who was the, I'm trying to remember uh, the lead singer's name is Brandon Flowers. Right? Is that it? Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm trying. There was like a a, a rock megastar who said he was. One of the most talented up and comers anywhere in the world. I can't remember who it was. Uh, was it? Uh, hmm, let's think. Was it Tom Jones? <laughs> Tom Jones. Sorry, I'm laughing because I remember watching the Tom Jones show, and he's like, you know, up there dancing around, and he's he's like throwing his tie into the crowd, and the ladies are like throwing their shirts up in a. He's crazy. I'm not surprised you remember that. Well, I mean, it was Tom Jones. Uh, and you are Chester B. Shadows. No, yeah, I mean, you couldn't see anything. But uh, it was just him up there. Was it, Wayne, was it Wayne Newton? No, it wasn't. Mm-mm. No. Engelbert 
Humperdinck. No, it wasn't him either. But it was somebody along the lines of a... Barry uh, Gibb. <laughs> you're getting closer, but you're still not there. They, it, they uh, teamed up with the Stones a few years ago. Yeah, Do maybe you think it was, it was Mick? It could have been. It could have been. I'm not 100% sure. Maybe I should Google that. Mick? Mick Dolan? That guy. Mickey? Mickey uh, Dolan? Mickey of, D. Of, of monkeys fan? Yeah, that's where I was going. Should we get into the split story of the day? Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about uh, conference realignment. Is it back? Let's uh, hit it, Austin. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. We want to be the only SEC program in the state of Texas. There's a reason why Texas A&M left the Big 12. To be standalone, to have our own identity, and that's our feeling. That was Ross Bjork. That is the athletic director at Texas A&M, and that uh, that is the most Texas A&M take ever. Well, right it's there. ridiculous <laughs> for him to say that. He doesn't make the rules. If Texas and Oklahoma want to go to the SEC, what's he got to do with that? I mean, he gets a vote maybe, but I mean, come on. It's a well, we wanted to be all by ourselves. Well, big freaking deal. You really want Texas and Oklahoma no, to go I to the SEC? I, I don't care. Yeah. But it just seems like how certain people want to control everybody else. But see, this this is what I find fascinating about these types of stories. And, and I'm the weird guy that when people uh, are talking about, well, how would Texas do in the SEC? It's yeah. like, that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, that has nothing to do with, with, uh, with anything at all. Well, what's interesting about that is, so the, the SEC has to get 11 votes to add new members. Mm-hmm. Texas A&M's vote no. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I mean, this is the day after a rumor came out that Texas and Oklahoma had uh, contacted the SEC. Although they did also alert that they, they plan on on doing something else after this TV deal is up in 2025, which is interesting. But anyway, the day after that, the A&M AD is coming out saying that. That's a no vote. So now I I honestly would love to have a wiretap on all these AD and president's phones as each individual university starts uh, uh, whipping votes, which way they want the wind to blow. Well, why wouldn't you, if unless you're Texas A&M and you're a member of the SEC, why wouldn't you want Texas and Oklahoma in your conference? Now, it would be easy to to whip Missouri's vote, probably, because they've lived under the boot heel, heel of <laughs> Texas. So there's two no votes. Not uh, necessarily. I mean, they, I mean, Texas is going to bring you money. <clears throat> Missouri and Texas A&M left when they did how they did because of Texas. Because Texas was, was leveraging everything they had and saying, you're giving us more because we're worth more. We're a bigger deal than you, so we're going to make more than you. And but, Texas A&M and Missouri said, well, then we're going to leave. Well, and yeah, they but, left. But hold on a, here, here a second. If Texas comes in and adds value to your conference, which it would, who cares what Texas's percentage is as long as everybody else's uh, a, a total rises? Which it's, we, like, it's like the expanding pie theory, and yet some people don't want that for some weird reason. Which would be uh, compelling if you ignore the fact that, that we're dealing with humans. 
<laughs> who have competing self-interests and grudges and history and all this stuff. Okay. And, and you know what? They probably do want to be the only SEC school in Texas. That does that. That's something that you can sell to high school football players in your state as you're trying to win recruiting battles. I mean, there's all sorts of reasons that Texas A&M would be uh, protective of that other than just the bottom line. Because you know what? The bottom line probably shrinks somewhere else if Texas gets into the SEC. Why? What do you mean, why? Texas is going to add value. The fact it may it may hurt your recruiting in Texas, but it's going to add value to the conference. Texas A and M being the only SEC school in Texas adds value to Texas A and M. Well, yeah, but they're the every other school in the SEC should vote uh, thumbs up for Texas and Oklahoma. Are I, you kidding me? I think it, I would love to see the internal uh, discussion. I really would. I bet you there's already two no votes. And that uh, that leaves them. That might be the only. That two. leaves them, but it'd have to be right. Because I, I, now I all of a sudden you're down to twelve yeses. So I'm not sure that Missouri is really as uh, anti as you're suggesting. How would you know? I don't. I, all they, I know is, is they left I, that league to begin with for a reason. Yeah, to make money. Okay, so, so, not, so it was so, not that simple. So you were, Texas is coming in. It's adding to your bottom line. I mean, you'd be stupid not to want Texas in your conference. It is so not that simple. Well, I know it's not that simple, but it's still, that's a fact. What I said is a fact. I don't know if it is a fact. You don't think that one of the probably top three most valuable college football, college programs at all, is not going to add value to your conference? I think you're thinking of the conference as one functioning brain you're dealing with 14 different self-interested universities they're all going to benefit but in what way and how do they lose benefit in others and texas a&m absolutely has the most okay then texas a&m i'll grant you but really nobody else because if i'm running some other program if i'm the president of a school and someone says uh, and you have a conference and someone says hey texas and oklahoma want to join your league that's an that's an automatic thumbs up. Let them in. Bring them in. Why? It, it, it's, it's from going, your perspective, it's expanding the pie for everyone. Is it? Yes. Except for maybe Texas A and M, and it sounds like they have a real grudge. But everybody else, you don't think Vandy is sitting there going, "Yeah, bring them in." I don't know. Another program to compete with and probably lose to. Would they be really that excited about it? Oh, uh, I mean, it's about. It's about the scratch. Come on. It's about the money, and Texas is going to make you money. When we talked in the past about conference expansion, you always said, well, does the program take away from the from the total, or does it add there, too? Texas adds there, too. It certainly does. And that's does. undeniable for any program. I also am not convinced that Texas actually means it. Yeah, they could be playing them. Yeah. I, I, I'm not convinced that's the case either. When, when Texas uh, tried to, you know, put together that whole thing with Larry Scott in the Pac-12, I don't think they meant it then either. I mean, this is this is Texas's specifically Texas and Oklahoma's obviously coming along for the ride, but this is their mo. They have a TV deal ending. They have the the ripe opportunity to play all the leverage they have, which is vast and get the most out of it for themselves that they can. They don't care that they tick off the rest of the league. 
They didn't care that Texas A&M and Missouri left for the SEC because they got what they wanted. And so what they're doing is the exact same thing. Now, this is, you know, me speculating, of course, and trying to put together some dots. But, you know, there's been some failed uh, contract negotiations with Fox and and the Big 12, for example. Now, the other major shoe to drop – and we could actually talk to Bowler about this because Bowler uh, was part of uh, the SEC on CBS, but that is no longer. ESPN has completely purchased the entire SEC package. That is now 100% an ESPN um, uh, property. Property? Is that the right word? Sure. Anyway, you, you get what I'm saying. Um, so uh, ESPN, I'm sure, has all sorts of provisions that if the SEC changes or whatever, they'll change compensation. We've talked about that a great deal in the past when it comes to the the Big 12. So now all of a sudden Fox is going from we've got at least the Big 12 to, well, the Big 12 is no longer worth broadcasting. <laughs> and now ESPN, our direct competitor, has those two major brands under their umbrella. Yeah. So there'd be a lot of motivation for Texas, who probably doesn't hate the fact that they are special in that league, which they would not be in the SEC. And they're well, twisting. they kind of still would be special because of not their, nearly as special value. as they are now. The, the SEC isn't going to give Texas a bigger share of the pie than their other schools just to get them aboard. I don't know what they would do. They but, they but, wouldn't do that, and that's what they're getting with the Big 12. Are there do they have an even split all the way around the conference? The SEC, I yeah. believe they do, yeah. Hmm. Most conferences do. The Big 12 was the one that kind of started by saying, "Well, you know, we won't split it, split it evenly." We'll mm-hmm. We'll kick Texas a few extra shares. Just please don't leave the league. Take right. whatever you want, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I, I believe I believe that they might be trying to twist some arms, which is what they they did all these years ago. And if that's the case, then all of this is just a bunch of hooey. But at what point does the entire Big Twelve get tired of it? But the problem is, is their entire existence is in the balance. And that's uh, where things. Unless they could put something else together. What what could they possibly do to replace Texas and Oklahoma to even make them as relevant as they were before? Steal somebody else's team from who? I don't know. Because the teams that could actually fit that bill aren't going anywhere. Unless you think USC would leave the Pac-12. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what. But why would they would leave be. the Pac-12 to join a weaker league? I didn't, I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Well, what is weak right now might not be weak tomorrow what do you mean by that things change you know values change uh there there was a time when the acc looked like it was kind of weak you know and competitively speaking it probably is but but clemson emerged i I get i get your point the notre dame association is really a nice benefit for them yeah but what makes the big 12 valuable from a a media standpoint or a consumption standpoint it's you get the state of texas the whole state yeah and, you know, bless the Red Raiders, but you don't get that with Texas Tech. <laughs> Nobody's watching Kansas and Kansas State play football. Nobody's watching Iowa State play football. Well, nobody watches Kansas play. <laughs> right. Whatever. I mean, it's, it goes to just a dreadful league that won't exist. Because the, others, the other leagues, I think, would respond. The Big Ten, maybe they want to go to 16. The Pac-12, maybe they want to go to uh, – maybe they want to grow. I mean, you, you, you pluck schools out of the fallout from the Big 12 – 
and there's well, just nothing left. I, this, I mean, this is one of the reasons, though, because it's a it's a it's always moving, either in a more positive or a negative direction. The SEC would be really smart to do what it could to get Texas and Oklahoma in because it's doing nothing but further cementing its status as the league. It's already got that, though. Yeah, but but today, what about tomorrow? And so if you bring in Texas and Oklahoma, you are strengthening your position in all ways. Perception-wise, as far as your value to the network, uh, as far as uh, prestige within college football, I mean, that would be a major coup for the SEC. And I understand that Texas football has been down a little bit of late, but it's got such value that the SEC would be idiotic not to bring those guys in. Down a little bit as of late. I mean, they've only won the Big 12. Do you know? Have you seen this stat today that's floating no. around there today? Do you know how many times they've won the Big 12 now? How many? Not the Big 8, but the Big 12. So we're going back to, what, 90-whatever it was. I don't know. The 92. numbers don't mean anything because there aren't 12 teams But when in they the became league. the Big 12, how many times did they win the league? So going back to the 90s. How many? Three. And yet their value is still high. I mean, yeah, but the, I mean, if we do want to talk on the field stuff, they'd get smoked in the SEC. Uh, maybe today, but again, maybe not tomorrow. They can't even win the Big 12. You talked about Clemson's rise. Remember when Clemson won the national championship the first time, everyone was like, who? Clemson? That was kind of a joke. And, you know, things change. Now Clemson is one of the probably two or three premier programs in all of college football. So these things, this thing is very mobile. All right. And if, I, if I'm running a league, man, I'm doing everything I can to cover all my bases to make sure that my league is the league for as long into the future as I can uh, establish. So you were hoping this happens. No, I'm saying if I'm the SEC, which I'm not. Okay. I don't think it's going to happen. It might, I think you bring up a great point as far as the negotiation ploy with Fox, and that that's that could be a big part of it. But I think it's just a matter of time before these super leagues are are put in place. I, that a lot of people have been predicting that for a long time now, and I remember Kyle Whittingham talking about that, and I, I think he's right. I I think this is going to happen sooner or later, and if it's later, it's later, but it could be sooner. Want to remind you about our friends at Homie. Finally, the way real estate should be full service, local agents, and you will save thousands. Homie, a better way to sell. Uh, what impact could this have on on the local teams? Let's let's dive into that a little bit. Coming up next, uh, Norma Gonzalez is going to join us uh, at the top of the three o'clock hour, and Sam Amick joins us at four. We are live from the warehouse, eighteen twenty five South, three hundred West. Prices so low to blow your mind. More next, ninety seven five and twelve eighty. The zone. The Top 60 and 60 is back on the Zone Sports Network. Get your college football fix every day at 1.30 as the Zone counts you down to the start of the 2021 season by listing off the top 60 players in the state of Utah as voted on by the local media. You'll also hear from the coaches as they talk about the players that will impact their season the most. It's the Top 60 and 60, weekdays at 1.30. Presented by Cypress Credit Union and ICON. On your home of the best college football coverage in Utah. 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire every day. With no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big thanks to the title sponsor of The Big Show. That's Big O, Big O Tires. Right now, save up to $150 off select sets of tires with your Big O credit card. And don't forget to take advantage of their pay-nothing-today financing options. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Gordon, uh, there are a few scenarios, I think, that uh, if conference expansion gets uh, started again that it could possibly affect some local schools, although I don't know if I put any of this stuff in the likely category. Okay. So for BYU, if the Big 12 loses two top schools, obviously they would be looking to replace them to stay at eight to scramble and stay as relevant as they possibly could. Uh huh. Certainly a scenario you could see BYU jumping in on, but how good is what's left of the league? And that's a good question, because if you're BYU, do you make that leap? Because all of a sudden it's a G5 league. Well, I think it's a little better than a G5 league, but is it, is it, does it vastly improve BYU's standing? It would give them the framework that you've always said is a good idea for them to have rivals, for them to have a schedule that means something in November – Relatively. To be back in the league. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. So you do gain that. And I, I think, you know, with Oklahoma State and Texas Tech and schools like that, I, I, I think that's that's still not a bad league. It's just not. Certainly not a good league. Well, it's not at the level of which we were speaking. Yeah. Um, so there there is that way. Um, I think that's not likely because I think if the two schools leave the Big 12, I think there's going to be a grab for what's left mm. with the other leagues. Like, it, you could see a bent Oklahoma State go into the Big Ten, right? You know, something, big, something like that. the Big Ten want Oklahoma State? Maybe they do, maybe they don't. I'm just saying if they want to keep up with the Joneses and add a couple of teams to go to 16 themselves, you don't want to get stuck with yeah. Iowa State. <laughs> Wait a minute, Iowa State's on the rise, isn't it? Is it? <laughs> Is Iowa State ever on the rise? They said all these things are moving parts, Jake. You never know. So I, that is a way that it could uh, affect BYU. And that, I mean, if I were BYU, I'd jump at it. I mean, it's not a good league, but it's it's not the Sun Belt either. How would you feel about the Big 12 if they added BYU, uh, Boise State, um I don't know, maybe San Diego State, and give me one other team. Colorado State. Colorado State, maybe. I mean, it's it's a better league than the Mountain West, certainly. But so who else are we looking at in the Big 12? Oklahoma State, Texas Tech. Who else is in that league? Well, Iowa State. Iowa State. Um, Kansas, Kansas, Kansas State. Kansas State. That's it, right? TCU. There there are some pretty good football in some of those cases. So, I mean, maybe you salvage a decent league and BYU is a part of it there. Um, as far as Utah go, and that would obviously affect Utah State too, depending on what uh, version of the Mountain West would be left in that scenario, which would be not much. 
So, um, so there is all kinds of trickle. Down. It, it always does. Remember, I mean, it's the reason the WAC doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it's because during the last round of of expansion and and conference unrest, it all trickled down through the Mountain West and then trickled down to the WAC, and now the WAC doesn't play football anymore. Um, so let me ask this question, not just to you, but to BYU fans: If Texas and Oklahoma were to leave the Big Twelve. Would you be in favor of the Cougars moving into what's left of that league? Oh, I think the vast majority would say yes. Oh, West Virginia, we missed that too. Yeah, that's right. I, th- I bet maybe about- Cincinnati might be interested. Yeah. Um, as far as Utah goes, the only way I would see it affecting Utah is if the Pac-12 wanted to keep up with the Joneses and add some more schools, which doesn't really affect them, but. You know, who those schools would be would be an interesting conversation. But the only way negatively I think it affects Utah is if the Big 12, Texas and Oklahoma don't go and the Big 12 decides to raid the Pac-12 to try and bolster its value. If you think, and I brought that suggestion up earlier and you kind of scoffed at it like the the more premier uh, programs in the uh, in the Pac-12 might not be interested in well that if texas and oklahoma leave and go to the sec i don't think i don't see any pac-12 team leaving to join what's left i just don't this is not a better league certainly no not better markets i wouldn't guess that it would be better financially although you never know um if oklahoma and texas left i don't see anybody leaving the pac-12 just my opinion maybe it happens but if they stay but if texas and oklahoma stay and they go and the big 12 said we're going to be active to bring in another couple of brand names to uh you know solidify the ship Mm -hmm. and and uh you know increase our value and all of a sudden they start rating pac-12 schools that obviously would be arizona and arizona state see i don't know if that brings a whole lot to the table Oh, that's a big market down there. Phoenix? Right. But how much? I mean, the the prize would be the the Trojans. And my next call would be to the Ducks. (laughs) Like you talked about yesterday, Jake, geography just doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't make a bit of difference. Not a bit. So. One of the reasons I like that, and I, you know. I understand that pe- people like stability and they like to have things the way they are, but, but college football is so freaking fractured that I'd like to have a mix of teams in there because at least then you get a flavor for not just West Coast football, but for teams in the, in the South, teams in the Southwest. I, I kind of like the mix. It, I don't know. Uh Norma Gonzalez of the Triv is going to join us uh, coming up next. We'll talk some BYU football. Uh, but joining us now, of course, we're here at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Our friend Clayton jumping on with us once again. What's up, Clayton? How's it going, guys? How's that hey. sectional treating you? Oh, oh, man. Both of us are uh, feeling fine. Could not be better. Actually, uh, Gordon and I each have our own couch today. We each have our own sectional, Clayton. So this is nice. Oh, even better. A little practicing, a little social distancing, are we? Uh, more just... Uh, <laughs> we don't like, like each other. Room to relax, really, was my main motivation. Although Gordon did I mean, move. we don't need to get into the details. <laughs> no, we, no, we I probably don't. I didn't... See, it's like, <laughs> Clayton, it's like when you go into a restaurant 
and let's say you take your your girlfriend into the restaurant and do you sit across from each other or do you sit both of you on the same side of the table man i am with all my with all my time in latin america i'm so changed i used to sit in front but now i sit right next to her yeah well that that was my choice either to sit right next to jake or sit across the table from him and I chose across. The See, table. I I I sit in my wife's lap. <laughs> you sit. And, uh, wait, we, yeah, you we sit on your wife's lap. Yeah, we get a lot of weird looks, but it works for us. Oh. You know, we do the. You know. The... <laughs> does she feed you? Does she feed you at the same time? Yeah, she does. It's it's weird, but but we like it. You got yeah. uh, you got four arms uh, going at one I, time. You know, it's in a very efficient slash romantic way to to really enjoy your wait, dinner. Why wouldn't she sit in your lap? Oh, it just doesn't work that way, Gordon. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, Clayton, what are we getting into well, this break? Well, speaking of a little bit of social distancing, in the last break we talked about twin-size mattresses. Let's talk about king-size mattresses where you can really spread out. I know we hammer this a lot, and I talk about it a lot on the show, but it is what it is. With the pandemic and prices going through the roof, um, it's been so hard to get our hands on inventory, but I've finally got king-size mattresses uh, in stock. So act fast and act now. First come, first serve, limited inventory on these king-size mattresses. Normally, these mattresses start anywhere from $22.99 to $11.99. Forget that. Here at the warehouse, we're going for $5.49. While supplies last, that's five hundred and forty-nine dollars, half the price of my competitors on a nice king-size mattress. We always talk about it when we talk about adjustable beds. I'll get into that a little later in the show. But sleep is so important. If you have an old nasty mattress, the hand-me-down from your wedding, the the you moved out and you still have the same one in, in your college days, get rid of it. Start sleeping on a nice, new, brand new, amazing mattress. We have, like I said in the last break, twin size mattresses starting at 149 and king size mattresses starting at 549. You come in and you say B O O M, boom. You save an extra 10%. We'll wait for you guys and we'd love to earn your business. Thanks, Jake. B-O-O-M, boom, extra 10% off. You're the man, Clayton. We appreciate you. We're live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Uh, We're going to talk to Norma Gonzalez coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. The commissioner of the Mountain West Conference, Craig Thompson. When I talk to the football players, I'm going to say, guys, I understand it. You're American. It's your God-given right. You choose. Vaccinate. Don't vaccinate. But if you do not vaccinate, there is a cause and effect. There will be consequences. You will test. You will contact trace. You know, the coaches were even talking to the point that uh, I've got this player who's not vaccinated. Maybe I'll run him with threes and a fours because I don't know if he'll be good to go Saturday. And I got a guy who's a half step slower and two inches shorter, but he's vaccinated and I know he'll be able to play. So, son, jump up there and run with the ones and twos because you're on the plane. 
Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.